0: But there is one point, Mike, I'd like to get your your inputs on. And this one has to do with the the, the peace initiatives to settle the uh, Russia-Ukraine conflict. What am I referring to here? I'm referring to, for example, the Chinese initiative. I'm referring Mm -hmm. to the African Leaders Initiative. I'm referring to Turkey Initiative. And I'm referring also to recent Saudi Arabia peace summit for Ukraine. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. and I'll focus on this one here. Uh, Russia wasn't invited. Yeah. What? How? What do you make out out of all those? Knowing that, for example, when I read the twelve points proposal by uh, the comedian President Zelensky, it was nothing there that says about the Russian speaker population in Ukraine.
1: Yeah. No, I think uh, the the meeting in Jeddah was in a way. I think in a way Zelensky was played because if you consider the major players uh, that took part in, in, sure. in the summit, well, the, the hosts, the Saudis, right? Uh, mm-hmm. These are all, if not allies, then friends, or at least people that are neutral in the Ukrainian-Russian war, but I would say with a more pro-Russian than pro-Western bent. So I think one of the reasons for the summit was to uh, make Zelensky cognizant of the fact that your 10-point plan is garbage. So I think he came in there, he presented it to them, and they said, okay, unrealistic, unrealistic, unrealistic. I mean, how delusional do you have to be yeah. to continue speaking about regaining Crimea in on August 10, 2023? I mean, whatever you think of Putin, you know, uh, it's not coming back, guys. <laughs> it's just not coming back. Yeah, well, and the only reason... Uh, that it would come back uh, if you if you had enough luck and enough armed forces to do it uh, you would initiate a nuclear war basically because Russia's not giving it up so and notice that the statements that were coming after the uh the summit were fairly pessimistic but realistic at the same time whereby there was no conclusion and I think I think one of the reasons I, you know a lot of people said oh Russia wasn't invited and at the beginning I said yeah that was kind of stupid not to invite russia but I think it was a play on these Let's call them neutral friends of Russia to say to the Zelensky, look, Putin is not here. And we're telling you, not the Russians, but we're telling you this is unrealistic. So if you want to have a serious discussion with the Russians, uh, this is, this, this, your, your 10 point formula is going out the window because you're not incorporating anything that, uh, is in line with Russian interests and Russian demands. And let's not forget, uh, when the, when the African, uh, leaders, they visited Putin a few weeks back mm-hmm. he showed them the draft uh agreements that were signed on signed. behalf of Zelensky's government so he already in essence agreed to something now obviously we know the history of what happened later in April 2022 you had Borjo coming to Kiev and saying no 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 we're going to arm you you're not allowed to enter any peace deal with the Russians but it was signed de facto, by a representative of the Zelensky government. So in essence, he already agreed to something, because obviously this draft agreement must have been consulted with with the presidential office. So I think you mentioned the Chinese peace plan. The Chinese peace plan, the one that was published at least, is a broad outline of the fundamentals on which any concrete police plan should be Based. So obviously, you know, rejecting American hegemony, rejecting interference in the sovereign affairs of other nations and so on. So basically the Westphalian issues, as some people say, that Xi Jinping has been uh, propounding as uh, and promoting as the leader of China. Mm-hmm. The details of what the Chinese told the, uh, the, uh, the Ukrainians during that visit of the Chinese representative, I think it was back in May, uh, mm-hmm. we don't know. But I think for sure they were more in line with the realistic uh, situation on the ground than that crazy peace plan uh by uh by Zelensky. Zelensky as a poll I can tell you I'm a little bit worried that despite the fact that we were transporting the uh Ukrainian peace delegation to Belarus when they had those two rounds of discussions in Gomel right. before they actually went to Stumble. it was actually Polish helicopters that transport the Ukrainian delegation to Belarus so we were in a way a participant in these discussions because we were facilitating them helping them out. so in essence you, you could argue that we did believe that a negotiated peace is something necessary and something in the interest of all. Um it's sort of a symbolic way of saying it, but it is what it is. I, as a pole, am ashamed that Poland hasn't come out with a peace plan because the thing about Poland is we like to present, Warsaw likes to present itself on the international forum as we are these great experts of eastern europe we're going to tell the rest of the world what the situation looks like we're going to really tell you what the russian characters is and what those bad ruskies are up to because we're experts you know we've dealt with them for so many years but at the end of the day when it comes to concrete propositions of peace and i think there could have been a very serious initiative coming from uh you know poland Viktor Orban. And maybe throw Bulgaria in there and call it—I don't know—the Inter the Central European Peace Proposition. Nothing of the sort came out. And I think Orban, uh, despite his heroic fight for you know for peace and and for maintaining uh, or- uh, Hungary in the peace camp, uh, feels somewhat alone in the fact that you know formally we're very close with Hungary, especially in the European Union forum. But he yeah. felt, I think, a little bit betrayed and a little bit surprised how hawkish the Polish government became after February 24, 2022, whereby, you know, any discussion of a peace settlement, and even today is still considered uh, a betrayal, basically, that, uh, you know, once we fix and patch up these problems between po- Warsaw and Kiev, uh, the most important thing is to destroy Russia, you know, dismember it, uh, abolish Putin and all the other yada yada. So mm. at the end of the day, uh, I think Jeddah was, uh, was an operation in reason. To show Zelensky that in those few hours they spent there, not snorting coke because I think Saudi Arabia <laughs> does not allow that, uh, they basically told him, buddy, uh, no, the, the, your peace plan, you know, it's a it's a joke. So if you, if you really want to think about peace, uh, start seriously talking to the Russians and take their interests into account because there's nothing to support in what you presented to us. Right. Wow,
0: what a fascinating conversation, Mike. You know, uh, for 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 our viewers, this is the type of Information you guys can't find anywhere else, you know, and I mean it, but also is the type of guest also we bring in over here. So where can you get somebody like Mike? Let's be realistic here. And I'm not saying it to be Mr. Nice. You guys know how I am. I don't sugarcoat things, but I have great admiration for people who can speak intelligently, objectively and provide facts, historical facts. And Mike represents that one. Mike, where can people, where can uh, our viewers find you?
1: Well, I made a debut on Substack last week, uh, actually, because I had to set up a profile. I published an article uh, on Scott Ritter's Substack, Scott Ritter oh. Extra, or uh, basically called upon Bobby Kennedy Jr. to give to come to Warsaw and give a peace speech, smack mm-hmm. in the middle of Warsaw, sort of in line with what his uncle did uh, when he came to Berlin. I think he was in 61, the famous Ich bin ein Berliner speech. Huh. Uh, so I guess Bobby would say now Ich bin ein Varsovian or something like that. Uh, so that was that was my debut. You can find me, Mike Krupa, at Substack. I think I'll be producing more articles. My Twitter handle is at MG Krupa, That's where I post a lot of my stuff. Um, my podcast is TV. VotumTV, V-O-T-U-M-T-V, written together. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, we try to do a weekly program. We're expanding the channel. Had a lot of interesting guests just this Monday. We had uh, Judge Napolitano, for example. Wow. Uh, on September, we're planning to have Sean Stone, uh, the son of Oliver Stone, uh, to discuss uh, geopolitics and entertainment and how that relates. Um, so, yeah, I think Twitter would be the best place to find me where I post everything at MG um, all my articles on my Voting TV recordings and interviews, and hope to be expanding the Substack. Yes.
0: Great. And I'm I'm gonna, you know, once once we log off here and all that, I'll put all that together for our viewers and post it on our description uh, 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 uh platform there. So oh well, Mike, I can't thank you enough, man, for really carving out time for us here. We truly, truly appreciate it, and I look forward to having you again. Uh I might be I might be coming to Poland your way. I'll give you a heads up so we can go for a grab a bite to eat again. So yes, again, perfect. Thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate it.
1: It was a pleasure. Have fun, guys. Take care. Thank Take you. Care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All Bye bye.
0: right, guys. This is the type of guest we like to bring over here because we want you to become aware, become informed. And this is what this channel is all about. And to me, that's, you know, where, where can we find information like this? So, so, if you like the content of, please hit that like button and subscribe, you know, help us out move forward here and show your support for this channel. We greatly appreciate it. Well, we look forward to seeing you next time. As always, remember, geopolitics impacts your daily life in more ways than one. Till next time. Bye-bye.